6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, they say if you don't, uh, at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And that's exactly what a... A group of uh, folks in the city of Edmonton trying to do to get uh, sports excellence, a center of sports excellence set up in the city of Edmonton. They were hoping to do it at the Coliseum. We talked about that last, late last week, why it's not happening. But now they have their eyes set on the Expo Center. We'll talk with Paul Sir about that. But right now, I wanted to get into this, and it follows that announcement that was made yesterday afternoon by the Premier. There has been some mixed reaction to the announcement that residents of Alberta's continuing care facilities and their families will soon have more freedom to visit with one another. Now... Less than 24 hours ago, right here on this show, you heard the Premier announce that the province was easing restrictions on long-term and other continuing care congregate living settings as of May 10th. At that time, the number of designated support people for residents can increase from two to four. Facilities can host indoor gatherings of up to four people if they are all from the same household. And outdoor gatherings can be for up to 10 people, including the resident. Premier Kenny says the changes have been made possible thanks to vaccine. Today, I'm here to announce that we'll soon be safely easing the restrictions in place in long-term care and all other continuing care facilities in the province. Since the start of this pandemic, elderly folks have faced one of the toughest burdens. Now, active cases in long-term care have declined from the peak of 831 on December 27th to 44 as of just a few days ago. Hospitalizations have decreased by 93% and fatalities from COVID among those living in long-term care have declined 94%. Isn't that just, oh, that fills my heart. I mean that those numbers are coming down so much. Now, having said that, some are concerned about easing restrictions while in the midst of a third wave, and when we are seeing the spread of variants. Well, Wendy King is the executive director of Canterbury Foundation, which offers continuing care for seniors. Wendy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Welcome. Good uh, to be here. Yeah, nice to have you back. Wendy, uh, your first thoughts when you heard the news yesterday from uh, from the Premier about loosening up those restrictions. We know that it's been a long, tough go for those in, uh, in uh, continuing care, long-term care facilities and their staff. What went through your mind? Oh, dear. That's basically what went through my mind. Um, I, I think I think I would have felt a lot better about it had Dr. Henshaw been on the, the press conference yesterday and and shared that information herself. Uh, that would have lent a little bit more comfort to me. Uh, of course, we are very concerned about uh, the variants of concern uh, running rampant in the community. Uh, we're grateful that our residents, I think 98% of our residents have uh, received their second dose of, um, mm. of Pfizer. So uh, we are grateful for that. And we've got about 80% of our staff with their first dose. So we are grateful for that. But the thing is for us, we are still concerned about uh, the vaccine doesn't mean that you won't get COVID. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the idea is that uh, it will, you will get less sick. So, so that's good. But in the events of an outbreak, um, that still is a concern to us because we don't want any of our residents to get sick. 
we don't want our staff to get sick and prevent us from being able to provide the services that our residents deserve. So there's still, we're feeling uh, a bit of risk. And so until we <clears throat> look into this more carefully, uh, we will have to determine how we're going to handle this. Yeah, Wendy, I was going to I was wondering about that because the province had said the changes are not mandatory. They will vary by site based on design of the building, the wishes of the wishes of the residents and other factors. So at this mm-hmm. point for your organization, you're just going to pump the brakes a little bit, see what happens by the sounds of it. What are you hearing from family from 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 family of of your residents? What are you hearing about uh, you know from the residents about what they want and what they're hoping for? Well, of course, they want to be able to see each other. I mean, absolutely, we understand that, and we we want to try and accommodate that as best as we can. But they're still they're still uh, quite risk averse uh, for the most part. The majority of our residents and families are very concerned about their safety. Um, so I, I, we are going we are de- developing another risk assessment survey to be able to send this out. To, to get a read on where our families and residents are, but we get the sense uh, that they're still very risk averse, and uh, and you know and and we're very grateful for the for the cooperation that we've received to date. We're working together to you know to keep everybody safe, and that's kind of the attitude that we've all taken together. Yeah, so not rushing into anything right now. You're going to talk to your members, you're going to talk to their family, and then make yeah. a decision. So, yeah, um, yeah it's 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 got to be. Um it, it must feel like there's a lot of pressure on, I mean, just trying to balance, uh, and it's what you do even before the pandemic. Let's be real. It is what uh, what you and, and your staff uh, do. You, you balance care with making sure the social aspect is there for uh, for your residents, but you throw mm-hmm. in, you know, the, the, the virus, and it, it takes on a whole new meaning. Can you tell us what, you know, the past, like, uh, past year has been like uh, for you? you and how how uh, Canterbury has has fared through all of it well you know um, we fared fairly well um, we right away when uh, the pandemic was declared in the state of emergency in the province we put uh, uh, precautions into place we got our in, uh, detect, detected what our inventory was we uh, provided masks to everyone we um, hired more staff in order to to do the um, to do the assessments and to uh, screen everyone before they came into the building we uh, were communicating often and as often as the uh, the chief medical officer orders changed we had to put changes in place so the more that the restrictions were implemented in the province the more that we had to communicate and the more we had to plan and put those restrictions in place so we're very very thankful that uh, we haven't had uh, we've had cases but none of those cases were transmitted internally it was either uh, something occurring from the outside so so we haven't had a, a, an outbreak amongst our residents uh, and, and nor our staff so we are very grateful for that and it's because everyone was working together and nobody nobody wanted to be the one <laughs> to bring it in. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you look at those numbers that you were telling us earlier, about 90, 98% of the residents haven't received their second dose, 80% of staff. I mean, there's, you know, there's still a small window there, but when you open it yeah. up to the potential of having more people around involved uh, who may or mm-hmm. may not have had their first vaccine dose, yeah, it's, uh, it's you, you guys have a lot of decisions to... Uh, uh, to make in the in the in the weeks ahead, w- without a doubt. How have you managed to balance? Uh, you know, we heard Premier Kenny say that yesterday. You know, our seniors really have borne the brunt of uh, you know uh, obviously a, a lot of what is what, what has happened over the past 14 months. But when it's when you've tried to keep those communications li- the communication lines opening, when you have tried to be or to make sure that um, you know families and and residents can maintain communication communication. What have you done or what has Canterbury done to try to make sure that 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 connection is still there, Wendy? So we um, right away implemented a a hotline, so a COVID hotline, so that um, family members or, or people that have loved ones at Canterbury, if they have questions about what the restrictions are, how things are going, they can call that hotline. So we've also um, very frequently, I think in the beginning it was almost weekly, and then it's now it's a cu- every couple of weeks or once a month that we send them out, you know, as things change. We make sure that they understand what those changes are. And we have um, uh, um, virtual communication, so we have iPads and tablets for residents to be able to use to maintain contact with their loved ones in particular those who may be out of out of town or, or who are not their designated essential visitors, in particular those, you know, where their grandchildren, they want to see their grandchildren and maintain connection with them. And we do have a very um, robust uh, recreation therapy program so that we've, um, uh, we've implemented uh, changes so that we are able to still uh, provide programming to our residents so that they are so that they have activities and exercises, you know, and above all, they have each other. And, you know, they know the person living next door. They know the person uh, right across the table from them having lunch or dinner. They have each other. And so that, I think, has helped them uh, come through all of this. You know, we've uh, allowed designated uh, family support persons. We are right now uh, looking at how we can um, create more outdoor uh, meeting spaces. The problem with indoors is that we don't have uh, that kind of space to be able to accommodate, let's say, you know, more than a couple of people coming to visit one of our residents. And so we have to look at how can how can we help them see more of of their family in a very very safe way. But first of all, we need to to understand where everybody is sitting. Do they want to, are they ready to do this now? Do they want to to wait? Um, I'm I'm hoping that they they want to wait a a little bit longer, but, um, you know, we'll have to see what everybody, how everyone is feeling. But we also have to determine what resources we have to have in place in order to enable any increase. Yeah, w- yeah, without a doubt, you know, without a doubt. So proceeding with caution uh, at this moment. Um, how has communication been with the province through all of this, Wendy? So we 
are fortunate enough to be members of uh, the Continuing Care Associations in Edmonton. We're members of Christian Health Association, you know, the Continuing Care Association, and ASHA. And so through those memberships, we meet regularly um, and we receive updates from the executive directors from those associations. And uh, we are able to, uh, to get regular updates through that, through those means. And also we do communicate ourselves with uh, the local, uh, the Edmonton Zone CMOH and yep. uh, Alberta Health Services. And we also can reach out to Alberta Health at any point in time, and we've done that. We've written letters and we've, you know, emailed um, so that we are able to get answers and advice on, on how to handle certain situations. Wendy King joining us this afternoon, the Executive Director of Canterbury Foundation. Wendy, I appreciate your time. Thanks for your insight this afternoon. Good to talk to you again. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Uh, Wendy King checking in. So, you know, you've heard it, you know, at that facility that they are going to really proceed with caution, do another risk assessment survey, determine what their what their uh, residents want to do, what the families want to do. Um, I'd like to hear from you on what, you know, if you have a family member in a continuing care facility or a long-term care facility, what are your thoughts? Because we've heard through all of this, you know, people just rightly PO'd that they haven't been able to see their loved ones. And we've seen the pictures of, you know, through the windows and, you know, we've heard the stories of, you know, where, you know, where there had been outbreaks of, of people, you know, dying alone, all of those things for a very, very long time. It was very much about the, the health of, of, our, of our seniors and our continuing care facilities and we've had some very emotional conversations on this show about that is it too soon given that we're in this third wave is it too soon that given that we have these variants that are spreading or does the fact that it's not mandatory and that these facilities can make their own decisions moving ahead here you know is that the caveat there